may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny It's a new season and welcome to a new run of the view from the Bank of California Stadium Where us as LAFC fans are celebrating the signing of Wales' best ever footballer, Gareth Bale um, we might have changed our name, we might have changed the team we follow, but my co-hosts are exactly the same. Tom Phillips, Ben Price. Welcome to a new series of The View from the Bank of California Stadium. Ben, how are you feeling about Gareth Bale signing for the mighty LAFC alongside Chiellini? I'm delighted, can't get over it. It's a dream come true for like a whole 24 hours I followed this club I've dreamed of this day. Yeah, this storied and great football club that's been in existence for approximately six years. Um, Tom, we, we, we're delighted to welcome Gareth Bale to the storied halls of the Bank of California Stadium. How do you think he'll line up alongside uh, Carlos Vea, Chiellini um, and all our other great players in our team? <laughs> I'm sure he'll fit right in, you know, um, as long as he shows plenty of fight. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure the, the, the supporters will get behind him from the outset. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was touch and go for a while. It looked like he was going to sign for Cardiff, but he actually ended up signing for LAFC. Um, didn't even take a designated player spot, Ben. So we've got him on, a, a, I think, around $10,000 a week. Um, it's a bargain, isn't it? Yeah, it shows how much he wants to be at the club and how much he truly just didn't want to come, go to Cardiff. <laughs> I mean, it's, great, it's a great coup for us and shows just the pull and how big of a club we as LAFC truly are. Can't do this anymore. Um, it's making me feel depressed. <laughs> I, I was going to round off with the, the quite. We're sat at the top of the Western Conference. Um, there's a can't. chance of winning the supporter shield. No, you can't do it. You can't do it. No. Um, I mean, there is only one place to start for the, the the first episode of the new season of View from the Ninian. We haven't changed our name. Don't worry. It was called a joke. Um, we'll have to start with Gareth Bale. Um, Tom, we, we we pretended for a bit there that we were. LAFC fans delighted in the in the in the signing of Gareth Bale. Um, in your opinion, was he ever close to signing for Cardiff? I'm going to tell myself no. Now I, I I tried not to get excited about it. Um, like the odds thing didn't bother me at all because you, you know what happens with that sort of market. It goes up and down. It's one person to put a bet on it and it shifts. But then when you see you know the the plane landing, you see him at the the training ground. Then you start to see reputable sources um, actually talking about, about him being there. You start to believe a bit. And then it went quiet. And then it's, the longer it went on, you knew it wasn't happening. If it was happening, it was going to happen right there. So it was like that small window where I did get really, really excited about it. But, you know, I think he would have been um, obviously a massive bonus signing. I'm not sure how much he would have played anyway. And, you know, uh, to be honest, I'm just quite, kind of glad the saga's over now. Ben, um, we'll talk through the timeline and the rumours. Um, we can we can talk through the week as it went by, but did you ever truly believe he was signing for us? Yeah, I thought he was. Um, up until probably, what do you say? So it happened Saturday, it sort of all came out, didn't it? So yeah, Thursday, I was like, oh, it's happening. It's definitely going to happen. Friday, a few things come out and you're like, oh, that's a bit strange. Where's that come from? And then by Saturday, my hopes and dreams had crumbled away. But um, yeah, for the most part, I, I got caught up in it. All the rumours, anything, I believed it. I mean, that photo of him walking off the plane clearly was him, despite it being two megapixel camera. Um, yeah, I was taken in by it. I was having a lovely time. And then my Saturday was ruined. Um, let's talk about the timeline and the rumours. Um, I think 
every Cardiff City fan had heard something different. Um, some Cardiff City fans claimed that it was happening. Um, other Cardiff City fans had kind of went throughout the week. If you go to certain forums from 100% to 30% by Thursday, we can only talk about what we heard. Um, I mean, we got sent a few rumours. We had a rumour saying that a medical was booked, which I didn't quite believe. We had rumours saying that he was at the ground and, and in talks, which, you know, he was at the training ground at one point. I don't know how long those talks were, but Wales Online reported it, so you thought it was true. The other was that it was all basically agreed and he was going to sign. Um, it was a mad week to be a Cardiff fan, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, it was absolutely bonkers. And it's the most interested I've ever been in the transfer window. Like, I, I continue to be as well because the amount of signings we pulled off. But it was just insane you had like people who wouldn't ordinarily comment on this sort of thing suddenly saying they were a reputable source and it was really really hard not to get caught up in it you know just searching Gareth Bale and refreshing over and over again but this started months ago where there was murmurings about it happening and I think that's why it started to become believable because it just built and built and built and yeah you just couldn't help but get carried away by it all and well, yeah, when like like Benson, when it when he signed for LAFC, it's just it just your heart sunk. And my instant thought was, oh, we're gonna get so much abuse from the rest of the championship for this. Because we were as a fan base, we're getting very, very cocky about it. And rightly so. But it's gonna come back and bite us on the arse all season, isn't it? Well, I think it will. And I think I think kudos to Swansea. It's their biggest signing of the summer that we haven't signed Gareth Bale. Um, and as a, as a club to insist that we're obsessed with them um, to see. I, I mean, every tweet I see around Cardiff City at the moment is from a Swansea fan account. So we'll let them enjoy their moment. But to be in that conversation was a big step for us anyway. Um, ben, I had a question for you that's kind of uh, disappeared out of my head. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think it was right that we got caught up in the hype? Obviously, we we saw Bale. I think, you know, we're quite realistic as a fan base, I think. But Bale mentioned, you know, that press conference going back around the Wales games when he said he was explicitly asked about Cardiff City. And he said the one thing he said about the Cardiff rumours was, I can't possibly say. He kind of didn't give it either way. Was was that when this all started? Do you think we were right to get caught up in the hype? Um, I think we were right to get in the hype. Like, there's a lot of people, there was things come out saying Cardiff weren't even close. I mean, that's not true. There was a contract offered. We know that. Mm. It's just how, how how realistically was Cardiff an option for Gareth Bale or how soon did he know that I'm going to the MLS is the thing. But yeah, we're right. It's, look, it's it's not very often you get in with a hair's breadth of signing. What? A, the greatest Welsh player of all time, basically. The greatest Welsh player of all time and for up until probably the last two years has been a player described as world-class. Like, it's, it's only right you get excited about that. If you don't get excited about that, you probably football's probably not the sport for you. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things that we got caught up in it. We enjoyed it. And rightfully so, every other team's now taken the piss out of it. And if I was in the same, <laughs> I'd be doing the same. Probably not to the extent that Swansea fans have. I mean, there's been a few of people I know that are jacks that sort of every tweet for the last two days has been nothing but Cardiff. And you're sort of going, right, it's, it's funny, boys, but it's not that funny. Tom, if it's one of those things, though, isn't it? Like, Bale has won the Champions League single-handedly for Real Madrid in the last few years. It seems like, and again, we can we can argue over the semantics of this, we seem like we were one of two teams in for him. It was us in LA. We were the only credible teams mentioned in the press. Getafe being another one, which he, you know, slapped down straight away. That's what football's about, isn't it? That's what you get excited about, is these absolutely dream signings. And I think we all lost our heads for a bit, but it was understandable, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And for the first time, I reckon, 
I understand what Fabrizio Romano was saying that when he said he gets more excited about transfers than football, because yeah. it was just bonkers and it just becomes an absolute circus. I think the the only thing that kind of held me back from the excitement was I tried to think of it more on the human level. He's been in Madrid where he's been in the spotlight in the front of the newspapers on a weekly basis and been absolutely slated. Would the sensible thing then go would be go to Cardiff where everywhere you turn, someone's going to be bothering you. I think going to LA kind of fits into probably what he needs yeah. now, where is that bit of anonymity. You know, it's like it's not even in the top like four or five sports uh, in LA at the moment. LA's massive. You can just stay away from Lots people. Lots of golf li- courses. Lot, yeah, exactly. Like it kind of suits him now where he can just slowly prep for this World Cup. You know, he can play not a ridiculous schedule of games. He can dip in and out. And I think it's, I like putting my Wales hat on, I think it's the ideal kind of place for him to go. Maybe not for footballing reasons, but for that kind of personal space that he probably needs going into what would be the crowning glory of his international career. I think it's not a bad move for footballing reasons. It's not, the, the amount of people I've seen on Twitter going, oh, it's a farmer's league, it's a nothing league. It's not actually a bad league these days. It's quite enjoyable to watch. It's, it's not stupidly fast paced. It's not probably the same speed as like the Premier League or the Liga. And it's not as physical as the championship. I think if you're looking for someone just to sort of get match fit and sort of play a lot of games, it's the ideal league for Bale. And like, it's, we all love Cardiff, but where'd you rather be, Van Nuys or Canton? Well, Canton's got some lovely spots. <laughs> um, I think you, I think you're doing a disservice there to where I grew up. Then you rude bastard. Um, <sighs> You, but on that point, Ben, obviously we talk about football reasons, going to LA, all that kind of stuff. We, uh, we've seen a few adverse reactions to Bale, kind of criticising him. If We've already talked through the, the benefits of going to LA and all that kind of stuff. Do you blame him, honestly, for going to LA? Even if Cardiff weren't in the picture, LA is a great city. It's, you know, a sprawling metropolis of incredible culture and at the centre of everything, there's great golf courses out there. It's, it's the right move, really, isn't it? Yeah, there's a ton of... Look, he's coming to a stage of his career where he wants... Well, the big thing we said about the press and being hounded in Madrid, and we're going, you go into a city of like a stupid amount of people, something like one of the biggest, biggest cities in the world, where you are literally going to be anonymous. Virtually no one's going to know who he is. So he's going to get that anonymity he wants. He's a very private person. So he gets all that along with just, yeah, just the lifestyle, everything about it seems like a good move. And like the reaction's been really strange by a few people sort of saying he's a fraud, he's this, he's that. He owes Cardiff nothing. It's not like he's yeah. a former player that's got links to the club. His uncle played for us. That's about the closest link we've got to him, really. It was his choice. He sat down. He did business the right way. At no stage did he strung the club along. He got a few options, took his time, weighed them all up and went, that's the one for me. Sorry, this one's not for me. I made a decision. Look, got no problems with that whatsoever. There's been a lot. We've been messed around a lot more by far more inferior players that we should be more annoyed at. Yeah, Jody Morris springs to mind, the little prick. Um, Dirk Couch. Tom, Dirk, <laughs> yeah, his kids were in Howells. He was going to sign. James Vaughan, I mean, he played for us for a long time. Kind of legend, James Vaughan. That's when, um, yes, that's when I knew the bail transfer wasn't going to happen when I saw the text message saying he's been booked in for a tour of Howells. I was like, oh, well, this is yeah, dead then. This is the same as it ever was. Um, Tom, he's, he's, he's going to LA for an initial year. Should we start the rumours now in a year's time? July, you know, he's coming back to Cardiff in a year. 
Uh, the Dalman like comment, isn't it, is the one thing that's just given everyone that like shred of hope that he's always welcome back here. And it's quite clever from him in a way, but I wish he didn't say it because part of me in the back of my head's going, 18 months ready for the Euros. You'll need somewhere to be. <laughs> and it's like, don't do this to yourself now, Tom. Like, don't. But like, it, it's just, yeah, you're going to live and hope that it happens. But it, part of me was like, I don't really care if he ever got on the field. I'd just love to see him holding a Cardiff shirt in that initial signing. Bale 11. Be, yeah, exactly. But, you know, he, I... I'm going to try and put this whole thing behind me because, like, we can, I, I'm sure I think it'll be forgotten pretty quick. Like, a couple more signings when the game start again underway. I think, we'll... well, yeah, pre season's a couple of you know, it's next week basically, isn't it? Some of our first fixtures. There'll be yeah. a few more signings between now and then because heaven knows we need more signings. And I think the bail thing will quickly get kind of get brushed under the carpet until we play some teams maybe next summer. Um, next season, sorry. Um, Ben, Tom mentioned Dalman there. Um, there's been a, a, a vociferous few who have blamed the board for this, but I mean, how much could, more could they have done, really? The contract was there. It doesn't sound like we were blown out of the water by LA salary demands. It just feels like a footballing thing. Yeah, look, I'm the biggest criticism of those. Like, I still think they're a bad bunch and need to sort of move on, but there's not a lot more they could have done there, is there? Mm-mm. They put everything there. The deal was there. They... They, they know the market inside of things that how much this would be meant for the club. They're not going to fanny around. They're not going to make it difficult. They're going to put the best package together they could have. And it was down to Gareth to choose. And he chose a different one. Um, I'm not going to give him any grief. It's just one of those things. He chose something else. We move on. And he'll sign on loan in January anyway, because that's what Thierry Henry did when he played over there. He came back to Arsenal for three months. So maybe he'll do the same. That would be fun. Um, but anyway, enough about Bale, Tom. Ramsey next. Oh, don't. Um, I just the Ramsey one. I less hopeful than I would the Bale one. I think. Oh, I don't. I don't think. I, I mean, it's. I have no. It's I, have no, no I don't. This doesn't make any sense. And to be honest, from what I've heard of when he used when like when Morrison used to play for Wales, I don't think they saw eye to eye, and no. I can't imagine him wanting to come and play and uh, Morrison. Like, why would he subject himself to that? I, I just, I just, it doesn't make sense to me this move at all. And I'm, this one, I'm not getting excited about whatsoever. There's no chances that there was a no, tweet. No. Someone was like, uh, um, <laughs> Bale turns up the training ground, has one conversation with uh, Steve Morris, and then suddenly finds it, get, goes to, runs to uh, Sports Direct to get an LAFC shirt. And part of me's going, Yeah, that could have actually happened. That would have <laughs> yeah. surprised me if that actually happened. Morrison threatened him, go square, go, and he, he ran away, basically. Anyway, well, we can't wait to see Ramsey in a Cardiff shirt. Um, that was the the kind of the, the the fantastical signings that we could have got, but we should probably talk about the transfers we actually have got because there's been a lot of activity. Um, Steve Morris has been busy and fair play to him. He's basically signed a first-team squad. But before we get to the new signings, Tom, um, obviously the bail news was kind of deep cover for, for Joe Rawls signing a, a new two-year deal, which had been long rumoured. There was talk over pay rises, pay cuts, um, you know, whatever it may be. But he's staying for two more years, Tom. And, and how crucial is that um, going into the new season? I think it's massive um, on and off the field. You know, it's someone who knows this club inside out. He's like, we are struggling for kind of stalwarts in this club now. We haven't got many people who've been here for like, a considerable amount of time. Um, and even some people on you know, the backroom staff, like goalkeeping coaches and stuff, are going now who've been here a while. So I think having someone like Rawls, his experience is key. We've got so many new faces coming in that he can be that gel. Um, and he's just, he's been so good for us. I, I, I would have been gutted to see him play for another team now. Um, 
And it's just so nice to see this actually be put to bed and see him here for another couple of seasons. And he's still only 28. He's been at the club since he was sort of 16, 17. Um, do you think we take him for granted? Are we going to see his best years from him over the next couple of years? Well, you'd think he's sort of getting to that stage now where hopefully he has a couple of good years because I think the last two years have been a bit disrupted with injuries. Mm-hmm. But when he's played, he shows the difference and shows that he's a classy top-end championship midfielder and we're very lucky to have him and we're lucky to have him as long as we have. Um, 306 appearances for the club. I mean, he's probably he probably won't reach the same sort of elite legend status as someone like Whittingham, but he's going to be considered one of the best midfields we've had for a long, long time. Sort of this generation of players, especially. Yeah, I think I I just I always come back to the fact that I think we do we do take it for granted. Obviously, we he's been around for so long and he's just been a consistent in that midfield. And sometimes he isn't spectacular, but he's still probably the best dead ball player at the club. He's probably got the best cross, the best pass on of any players. Obviously, with notwithstanding the new players, and I think him leading the club because I think he is our captain now, right? Morrison is obviously still rehabilitating. We don't know what's going to happen there, but Riles is our captain. He's going to lead the club into the kind of new era, and I think that's just the crucial thing. I do understand where some fans aren't quite as, you know, quick to sing his praises. I think there has been times in his Cardiff stint where he's been a bit inconsistent. And yeah. I still feel like there might be another couple of gears. And I think we've said it last season as well. We were hoping roles would kick on and it didn't quite work out that way. But now with that added responsibility, hopefully it'll bring the best out of him. Because, you know, he he didn't look out of place when we played in the Premier League. Like, he's a decent football player. He's solid. And I'm hoping that he can really, like, I don't know, step up to the next level this season. He took a step up in the Premier League. He, he started and it was a rough start, obviously. The red card at Tottenham uh, dropped out of the team for a little bit because he was sort of looking out of his depth. But he learned very quickly and adapted his game. And the biggest, the, well, the main criticism you can sort of have is for his sort of position, he doesn't get enough goals. Mm. and hopefully that's something he starts looking to add because his set pieces are brilliant, um, really solid from the penalty spot as he missed two, I think, that I can think of him missing penalties. But apart from that, I think he needs to get in the box, sort of the edge of the box and pop up with a few more screamers because he's got that in his locker. And hopefully now with this new system, the way we're playing, it gives him a bit of freedom to be the more advanced midfielder because I think that's sort of where he's better better plays but it's just more enjoyable to watch him like very similar they're very different players but like they're not the same level but similar to the way Ramsey plays for Wales and that more advanced of the midfield three mm-hmm. still I think the red card against Tottenham was a red card but um I'll take that to my grave <laughs> um obviously Riles is is the, the returning hero but we've we've also signed a lot of other players um we've got the names all written down here so I'll run through them quickly and then we can we can quickly discuss our thoughts on them so far. So we've got Abu Adams from Forest Green in midfield. Jack Allenwick's come from St Mirren in goals. Oli Tanner from Lewis FC on the wing. Jamalou Collins from Paderborn, who's a left-back. Marlon Romeo from Millwall, who I think is also a left-back. Uh, Vontae Daly-Campbell from Leicester, right-back. Ryan Alsop from Derby, keeper. Callan O'Dowder from Bristol City, left wing. Andy, and I don't really know how to say this, but Reno Motor, I think. Central midfielder from Reading. Um, Tom, initial thoughts... We can pick out a couple of them, but who excites you the most out of that group? I must admit, I don't know a whole lot about any of them. I saw Abu Adams play for Forest Green last year when they lost to St Albans. So that, that wasn't yeah. a great start, but he did get an assist in that game. But um, to be honest with you, I think I just kind of like the approach we've had. We've signed, this isn't just going after one league. 
we've got people from, you know, we've got player coming in from Germany. We've got lower leagues in there. We've got people dropping down from Premier League teams. Like, there's like, I like just different approach. We're looking all over the place. And the one thing I'm excited about is we haven't, you know, this is without any loan signings yet. You know, we've still got a whole, like, was it, is it five loan signings we can still bring in as well? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's exciting as well, because that's what, you know, rescued us um, for the latter half of, of last season. So I think, you know, you've got a mix of experience there and you've got a, a mix of players who've got a point to prove. So I'm not going to pretend I know a hell of a lot about a lot of these players, but I think seeing the likes of Marlon Romeo, I think, from Millwall, someone like that as well, who's got like championship experience, want to see him kick on and stuff as well. But I think it's just shrewd business so far, getting those bodies in early. Ben, any of those excite you particularly? Uh, after seeing that horrendous tackle Daly Campbell did, oh, got yeah. in the red card, instantly already my favourite player at the club. I nice. <laughs> can't wait to see him just cripple people. <laughs> like, just yes. Think, uh... So, him. Um, yeah, he's the main one for me. Um, Rinomata from Reading um, is a decent player. But yeah, there's a lot of players that sort of seen come in that I didn't realise how much non-league and sort of League 2 football a lot of City fans had watched at the start of the summer. <laughs> because, Christ, they seem to be experts on a lot of these players. And like Tom, there's a lot of players that I wasn't too sure of. Even O'Dowder, I couldn't remember him, to be honest, particularly standing out too much for Bristol and like seeing him play. So, yeah, look, just they, they're all coming and they've all got a chance to impress and sort of hopefully do well. Well, you say about Cardiff fans, you pretend they're experts about non-league and stuff. The player I'm most excited about is Oli Tanner. Um, but you watch non-league. Yeah, I do. I haven't watched Oli Tanner though. I haven't watched Oli Tanner, but if you read, I read the non-league paper every week, Tom, and like he's a consistent mention. And if you watch, uh, you know, obviously Tottenham tried to sign him in January, and it it, it fell apart for reasons that we probably shouldn't go into. Um, If if you believe the reports, that it was a few dodgy tweets that he put out um, about a certain Tottenham player. Um, So you you can look at those. He's Apparently so, yeah. But um, he's a very direct runner. He's very strong. He's got a good good with both feet. And I think he's just very raw. And I think Cardiff is sometimes quite a good club for raw players to come to. And, and you know, we saw it with Paul Parry all those years ago. He was a, a non-league winner, the winger that we signed up and he turned into a very solid championship footballer. I think Oli Tanner could be in that mould and I'm excited to see him come on leaps and bounds with us. I think I'm excited to see Marlon Romeo because he wound up the races at Millwall. Um, Ryan Alsop's coming from Derby and the Derby fans seem quite... Um, quite sad that he's gone and rated him very highly. I think Callum O'Dowder, he's come in because we've lost some Bristol players and we need a new Bristol player. Um, and I think if you look at Reading and their reaction to Rinomota, they are furious and so bitter that he's gone blaming it on money when we're as broke, if not more broke than they are. Um, it's, I think it, it says a lot that their reaction to him leaving is, is to kind of accuse him of money grabbing. So I think we've got... I, I'm really happy with that business so far. I think, you know, we've, we've signed a good core of 10, 11 players there that, well, nine players, sorry, and that could come in and, and, and really have an impact. And I think we've we've replaced, you know, we look at the release list, there's, there's still some gaps to replace, but we've lost Flint, Pack, Fox, Brown's finally joined uh, CEX in Oxford. There's a few players who haven't ended up anywhere else. And I think we've, we've done quite well to replace that core. Um, but but Tom, is there is there anywhere else that you think we need to, to, to strengthen? I think we're still looking a bit light at the back maybe. Yeah, I worry about goals still as well. Um, it, it depends on the likes of Waters. Um, will James Collins come back into the fold as well? Because I keep forgetting he's there. I think, you know, he's, yeah. he's a proven goal scorer in the championship, but it just didn't work out for him last season. So I'm hoping that, you know, a run of pre-season under Morrison, he'll come out firing as well. 
but I do. The thing is, I'm just I'm really excited and ridiculously nervous at the same time because we just don't know. Like this is such an it's, it is it's really exciting to see a rebuild because it did get stale, real stale around that squad. But we we could finish anywhere between fourth and last, and I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's a very open league, and I think it's 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 getting more open because we've signed a lot of players, but other clubs seem to be still be kind of getting to grips with their transfer stuff. Um, ben, obviously, the players that have left, are there any there that you you, you think we're going to miss more than others? I think the obvious one that a lot of people spoke about is clearly um, Isaac Vassell. Yeah, the physio is going to be bored. Not a lot to do now, so hopefully he gets other duties. Um, other than that, Will Vox. I'm gonna. Um, I do wish we had kept him, but um, yeah, it's just there's no one. I I wish we had kept Vosch because he seems like a good bloke. But there's no one on that list. I'm like, oh, we definitely should have kept them. Yeah. They've all gone. I think it says a lot that other than Flint, they're all go being linked with League One and below clubs. I think that shows a lot of what's going on with those sort even, of players. Even Josh Murphy, then. Oh God, I'm just glad he's gone and we don't have to think about him ever again after this podcast. I think he's going to Sunderland. Do you know the yeah. release list though? You look at it and you've got Flint, Stoke, Pack, Pompey, Volk, Sheffield Wednesday. They just make sense, don't they? So if yeah. you were going to pick a club that they were going to go to, I think there's a good chance we would have had two or three out of three. Because like Flint to Stoke just makes so much sense. He'll score 15 goals this season. I think yeah. he plays them already. It's just one of those, <laughs> yeah. they, those players that fit so well. It's funny because I when he when he was at Cardiff, the reason the one of the main reasons we couldn't get rid of him was because he didn't want to leave Bristol. So like when he went to Sheffield Wednesday alone and came back, apparently they were actively trying to get rid of him, but he could he didn't want to leave Bristol. And now because of should we say extra oh, we're gonna go into this because well no, just I, I don't know how to frame it, but because of his his personal life and situation changing, his partner are now I think is is from the kind of Derbyshire way. So it works all of a sudden because he can go back to, to Stoke and, and, and play there basically. Um, and Pac's gone to Pompey because that's where he started. Um, no, he's, he's still happily married, so good for Marlon. <laughs> um, where do you see Ben Bakuna Smithies ending up? Bakuna's obviously, I think he's hinted on Instagram that he's got a new club. Smithies, I think, is, is linked with, um, I can't remember who he's been linked with, potentially Middlesbrough, I think. Um, where do you see Bakuna ending up? I couldn't give a shit. I just don't want to see him oh, Cardiff again. <laughs> I honestly, I can't think of a club that suits him. To me, he's another player that I thought would have dropped down to League One. Um, but yeah, Smithies, I thought, was off to Huddersfield. But that seems to have gone quiet. Huddersfield, uh, that was another team he linked with, yeah. Yeah, that's what I always thought. I thought he'd already signed, but looked saying he hadn't. Um, Smithies can go anywhere in the Championship and he'll do well. But he's a really he could probably even get a lower reaches Premier League move. You know, yeah, like, like seconds, could, he'd probably like in the Forest after they got rid of Samba, you could see him going there on a free. Well, they've just bought in Henderson, haven't they, from Man United? They have, yeah. There's, I probably wouldn't get in at Fulham. I think he's better than all the keepers Bournemouth forgot. I do. I just don't think he suits the way that um, Scott Parker plays. But, yeah, I think he could get in anyway. He's a very good keeper, and he'll do well at any other club. Um, we've already touched upon it, Tom, but Will Volks, he, came, he kind of gave a, an interview where he said he was disappointed with his time at Cardiff, intimating that perhaps he hadn't played because a few games more would have triggered an extension, kind of shades of Gareth Wally, who was due a bonus for playing 23 games all those years ago. Um, what do you make of his interview? Is, is it just good business sense by a club not wanting to keep a player around, or do you think he was hard done by? 
I don't know. I go back and forth on this because I, I, part of me thinks, oh, he'd been good to have around, you know, another body stay there. He, he does a certain job. But we are doing this kind of rebuild. Um, we are trying to change our identity and the way we're playing. And he clearly just doesn't fit into Morrison's plans. And we can't just keep him around because he's a good bloke. And, you know, and the stuff he did off the field with the disabled supporters and things like that as well is fantastic. Like, and he was always looking to help out in the community and he, he really stepped up. But you can't keep him around purely because of that. Um, so I think it is a pity. It does leave a bit of a sour taste to see him leave and to see him not go into the team because it'll trigger a contract. But, you know, that's business at the end of the day. We were safe with, what, seven, eight games to go at the end of the season as well. So mm-hmm. you can see why it kind of ended in that horrible way. Business is business. Um, as um, Elvis Presley said in the film Elvis, which I watched yesterday. Um, yeah, it was all right, actually. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Um, it right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Baz Luhrmann, isn't it? So it's well made and looks nice and sounds great. So pretty good. Um, we've also lost uh, one of our youth prospects, Ben, James Connolly to Bristol Rovers. I think he was pretty integral to their end of season run last year that got them promoted. Uh, it's a shame that we just didn't give them a chance here, right? Yeah, because then we were sort of short at the back and we could do with a centre-back. Um, I thought he'd have come in and sort of at least the early part of the season and sort of seen if he could be involved, then move on out. But um, yeah, it's a weird one to me. Unless I'm hoping we've included like a salon clause or something because I think that's one that can really bite us on the arse because he was superb for Bristol like you said, when they got their promotion run. So it's a strange run to see him go. I think it's about a hundred grand as well. It wasn't like a huge fee. Um, also very ambitious thinking we put in a selling clause. We didn't even do that for Aaron fucking Ramsey, who we <laughs> sold for five million pounds. Yeah. Like we're not going to do it for James Connolly. Although good business sense, because he did leave Arsenal on the yeah, free. We wouldn't have got free, any money so. for him. So we would have been screwed over anyway. Um, Tom, there's, you know, where are we? Not even July. There's still about two months left of the transfer window. We've done a lot of business so far. There's still a long way to go. A um, few rumours doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, Max Waters is linked with Lincoln. Um, I don't really know where that's come from. I just saw it in a few tweets. Um, we've got five goalies to go into two spots. Um, what else do you see happening? Who do you expect to see leaving over the next know, two months? I, I think Phillips' time is done with us. It, he didn't seem to, I don't know, persuade anyone. Like when he came in, he, he looked a solid enough keeper, but he wasn't that much of a presence. And it felt like the defence didn't really trust him. Yeah. And, and the management certainly didn't. Did you say so, two penalties against Preston in a row, though? He that, might, that, yeah, but, but I still don't think he commands his box. I still don't think he's good under a set piece. So, like, I, I you know, it's a pity because, again, he seems like a decent bloke. And he, he's, he's far from a bad keeper, but I don't think you can build a team around him. Um because yeah, you just especially when you got youngsters coming into our back line as well, you've got to have that trust there. And he just he clearly didn't have it. And we brought in two keepers. Waters, I don't know. He, he could end up a link and he could end up starting for his first game of the season. So it, it I just don't he's clearly got something about him, but it depends if that kind of hangover from being subbed um in that uh, you know, subbed early in those games yeah. will stick with him, uh, or whether he bounced back this preseason or not. But I, I can't imagine he'll be around for the start of the season. I think we'll still be looking to bring in strikers. But he's to be honest, he's exactly the kind of player to your point. I could see him starting the first like two or three games of the season, and then before the transfer window's gone, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. You know, mid August yeah. he leaves. Yeah, exactly um, that. It's a strange one, and and then obviously five goalkeepers into two. 
it's, it seems a bit odd around the goalkeepers that we we kept Luther on a new deal, we signed Radcliffe on a new deal, we signed two more goalkeepers and we still got Phillips. Um, what do you see happening with people like Radcliffe? Like he's 20, 21, he's, he's not getting near the first team at the moment. Luther is clearly ahead of him in the standings. Um, what happens to Radcliffe? Radcliffe needs to go out on loan. I think he needs to go out on loan to a non-league side or possibly League Two and get some senior football because there's a seriously talented keeper there who's at real risk of having his career stagnated. Like He's been talked up at being a future Wales number one. He sort mm-hmm. of thought that highly amongst a lot of people. So, yeah, for him, I think it's key. He goes out on loan. It's good that we've tied him down to a new contract. I think it's a player we'd have regretted letting go and he'd have been one in five, ten years' time when he's sort of knocking on the Wales door. We'd be questioning why didn't we keep hold of him. So, yeah, I think him going out on loan is the right thing to do. Phillips, I think I agree with what Tom said. He's decent enough, but you look at the keepers we bought in and I think they're both better. So for me, it makes sense to move him on. And then um, uh, Ruth Rizet, he just stays as he is, but probably sticks it under 23s and might get the odd cup game if possible. That's you gone from the podcast then, Phillips. See you later, mate. Yeah, so nice to know you. cut. Um, two to the players we have been linked with in, in the last day or so, um, Dylan Levitt. Um, apparently, we're going to hijack Dundee United's loop move for him. I don't know if that's a permanent or a loan, because I think his contract has been extended um, at United, so he's got another year there. We've also been linked with on loan Jared Braithwaite today from Everton. Um, Levitt, Tom, makes sense, right? Welsh, um, fills the gap we need, um, has done well at Dundee, scored a few goals and would, would be a good addition, right? I think so. He started to improve. Uh, he hasn't convinced a lot of Wales fans. I know that. But I think in the last, like his last few appearances, he looked a lot more dependable. You know, he's still, you, you still can't. He's still only him. just playing regular football, though, isn't he? He's yeah, still... exactly. There's something there, definitely. And I think it's kind of, there's not much risk in bringing him in. Do you know what I mean? Like of all the signings we've done as well, we haven't splashed money on anyone. So you, no. can, you can afford to have a few that don't work out. But I think. You know, there's a lot of managers who've looked at Levitt and thought there's something about him. Giggs, for example, was putting him in teams and squads much before he'd had first-team football. So, you know, I know there's a Man United link there as well. But, like, they clearly see something in him. And I think you've seen shades of it over this Nations League campaign recently as well. So I'd, I'd like to see him come in. But I am hugely biased when it comes to Wales players anyway. So I don't trust my opinion on this. Ben, any thoughts on Jared Braithwaite? Do you even know who he is? Uh, Jared Braithwaite, when I first saw that Braithwaite was linked, I thought, fucking hell, we've gone from signing from one from Man United to someone signing from Barcelona. Um, <laughs> I genuinely did. I was like, isn't that... He, cause he used to play for Borough, didn't he? Oh, Braithwaite, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, Jared, Jared Braithwaite, don't know anything about him, honestly. Um, so yeah, if he comes in, he's good and he's a striker. Happy days. Is he but, a striker? Is he? I don't know. I thought he was a striker. I thought he was a fullback. I'm going to look it up. And I think it's actually Branthwaite rather than Braithwaite. Centre-back. Oh, centre back. Then yeah, get him in because we need someone. He was but, on um, loan at Blackburn last year for ten games. Um, has played how many games? Played about ten games for Everton in the in the in the Premier League. Um, came from Carlisle. Look at us. Every day's a school game. We're learning on the pod. Learning on the pod, so our listeners can get the knowledge and take it to the pubs with them. I tell you, yeah. Um, Sounds like one we go for. Um, Levitt would be a good <laughs> signing though. I think Levitt would be really good. Um, would you love it if we signed Levitt? I'd love it if we signed Levitt. And that good. is the name of the podcast if he does sign. Um, but yeah, he, he was um, Dundee United's Player of the Year. Yeah. So they clearly rate him. 
six he's goals. A screamer I think, against someone. As one well. screamer, remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember that goal particularly. Um, obviously, because it got shared amongst Wales fans on Twitter. Because um, <laughs> we all just we just love that one goal. Um, and that's that's the transfers and all the people we're linked with. Now let's talk about pre-season. Hooray! Woo! Pre-season starts on Saturday, the 9th of July, I think this year, um, with a home game against Cambridge. Um, it's your classic pre-season fixture list. We've got Cambridge, Newport County, Cheltenham, Shrewsbury, and Swindon before the season starts. Very early this year on July the 30th. Um, Tom, would you like to have seen something a bit more exciting from the pre-season list? Yes. Um, I think they're the games you expect, but you hope there's one name that will a pop Betis, up. A Betis, a Twente. Yeah. yeah, but even a Newcastle when we had them one year, or you know, just yeah. some, or Watford. We had like just actual when they were top division and we weren't. But like, I get it. It's, you know, let's travel up and down the M4, uh, and it's simple, isn't it? And I, like, I like you've put it there. I think the COVID hangover is still, you know, having an effect on travel. They're not going to risk taking people abroad just before the start of the season and then lose half your squad. So it does make sense. But from a fan's point of view, you're hoping for one glamour tie, but we'll have to settle for Swindon away instead. Um, we, we, we talked about Newport. We got them on the 12th of July. Um, we were linked with Don Telford. He signed for Crawley. Uh, we've got Cheltenham, Shrewsbury. Ben, are any of those fixtures exciting to you? Are you excited to go and watch us play Cambridge? Uh, not really, especially when they're not they're not even at the CCS, are they? They're at the no. um, athletics athletic stadium. Yeah, you've got the joy of watching a football game with a foot with a massive running track around it. I think it's um, exciting to change the scenery, change the scenery across exactly. the road. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, none of the sort of home games sort of I'm too asked by um, Newport would be quite fun, but there's loads of people like oh it'll be trouble. It's a six thousand seat stand. I don't for a preseason friendly. I don't think there's going to be any issues there. Um, we coexist way, next to them as a city for so long. We're kind of a fight yeah, over a football match. It's basically right next door. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple of fixtures like the Cheltenham game would be quite a nice little trip. Um, yeah, I, I went to Cheltenham in pre-season. I think the season before we played in the Premier League, um, I went there for that game. Um, initial red kit season, not the, the last season. Um, it's a nice little ground. You get the, the terrace behind the goal and it's always a sunny day. And it's, you know, it's what, an hour, hour and a half from Cardiff. Well, the one I looked at was Shrewsbury. And I was like, all right, it's Tuesday night, finish work, train to Shrewsbury, it's only an hour, get there just for kickoff. Be a nice little one for a nice evening. 65 quid the train. Yeah. Uh, we're going to Swindon and we, we got, our Swindon train was about 35 quid, which is quite cheap in comparison to normally. But um, yeah, Swindon on the 23rd will be a nice little trip. It's a midday kickoff. Um, so you can get down there and back in decent time. Um, but yeah, I just, I do think the train prices are going to be inhibitive this year, and especially with all the train strikes and stuff. Um, you know, solidarity with the workers, and I completely support their right to strike. But it's just going to be a light, right pain in the ass for for a lot of people to get to games, isn't it? I think just the price counts out anyway. I think there's a lot of people look at these, me included, that things are tight at the moment. And you're sort of looking, oh, I can do a nice little, nice little trip, nice evening, it'd be quite fun. And then you're going right, it's double the price, three times the price of the match ticket just to get yeah. there it's not and to be happen. honest as well there hasn't been a gap between the end of the season to the beginning no, of this no. like especially if people follow wales as well been five games in quick succession you know there, there's just no gap it's relentless at the moment it's, it's so relentless it's bonkers isn't it so i think you will see a bit of a hit on you obviously you'll have your core go into the way pre-season games but you know things are tight for people at the moment and 
people need to go on holiday and like spend time with their families and stuff. So I'd be surprised if we get a huge following for some but of it these is, games. It is, it is mental this year. It's, it's effectively a, a year of football because obviously the World Cup will provide a break for some people, but there's going to be people going to Qatar and coming straight back. And then they've got maybe a couple of weeks until the, the season, the domestic season picks back up again. You, you've effectively had four weeks off this year because the Wales games obviously ended mid-June. Um, slightly into late June. Pre-season then starts on the 9th of July. That's two, two and a half weeks. If if we don't get past the group stages in Qatar, that's just another two weeks. So you've had four weeks off in a 52-week year of football. Like, that's not even that. You look at someone like Colwell, he's played two, He's pretty much played two years straight. Yeah, well, a lot of our players would have been. Straight into this and then earlier start of the season. It's a long slog and I think it's going to... There could be more injuries for a lot of people. I'm not saying like Colwell's going to get injured or anything, but I think throughout football I think you're going to see a lot more muscle injuries a lot more fatigue and yeah. I can see why they've bought in this five sub rule but I think something's got to change soon because it's going to get unsustainable and players are really going to get burned out and the quality of football is going to take a massive massive hit starting starting 11 has got to start in 13s in my opinion um, 13 men on the pitch um, uh, bigger goals I don't know just bigger goals if McCarthy I was, I was... plays seven at the back instead of five bigger goals what big Bigger goals, is always a thing. Uh, bigger goals is always muted for like extra time that the goal would extend by every minute. So the goal would get bigger by a few, like a foot every minute or something to make it easier to score. That's like, I swear that's a rule that's been muted before. Either that or I've made it up. That sounds like you made it up. That sounds like a wild I could have made it up. I'd, it love to see, like I'd love dream. to see that happening. Just, yeah. And just the ground staff getting absolutely just fuming that the ground's been torn up. Are you confusing this with like the Paddy Power advert where they said added time multi-ball and stuff like that? <laughs> Extra time, bigger goal. Um, we're live podcasting again here. Okay. I'll, I'll find it. I'll send it to you afterwards when we're done with the pod. Um, we've already seen the players reporting back for preseason last week. Um, nice to see Ben. Some nice footage from the social team on YouTube with the players doing things like two-touch tennis. And um, that's the only thing I've really watched. Um, Max Waters won the two-touch tennis tournament. Um, we've already talked about him potentially leaving. Um, is this the confidence? Does he need just a bit of a confidence boost at Cardiff? Yeah, I think that's definitely the way to kickstart his career is winning a two-touch tennis tournament. Who wrote that? Was that you, Phillips? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> As I was reading it, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Even for us, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely that's definitely what's going to set him off to be in the championship top goal scorer this season is winning two touch tennis. And he's going to cite that after he scores his 40th goal and beats Mitrovic's record. <laughs> As he beats Mitrovic's record. Yeah, good. We don't really need to go any further on that, really. We can we can skip on to the actual full season fixtures. Obviously, fixture release date last week. We start our championship campaign at home to Norwich, followed quickly by Reading. Then we've got Birmingham, West Brom, Bristol, Preston, Luton, Millwall, Hull, Middlesbrough. That's kind of like the first 10 fixtures. Tom, how bored of you are paying the same fucking teams? And I'm really excited again. Oh. No, I'm excited I, to no. play Birmingham. No, all right, not all of them, but I think I'm excited for Burnley away last game of the season. Yeah, good trip up there, isn't it? Cricket yeah. club, big uh, window. What else am I excited by? Blackpool away is on a bank holiday. Reading 6th of August is it's nice to get one, that one out of the way. Yeah, but that feels like we always do that now. Just play them early. Just like the, I think we do, game. yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, it's, I think it's a good time to play Norwich at the beginning of the season. It's a bit of a level, isn't it, before they hit their stride. So, you know, there's positives from it. Um, but yeah, looking at the, our end of season away games are stinking. Tough. 
Yeah, going Sheffield United, Watford and Burnley as our last three away games. If we've got anything to play for, top or bottom of the league, that could be a real slog. Um, ben, obviously you get drawn to looking at certain fixtures. Um, no, no, no question, no prizes for guessing that we're going to talk about Swansea now. 22nd of October, we play them away. 1st of April, 23, we play them at home. Uh, who is going to be the April Fools on that day? I fucking just did. I I don't know why I do it because I it's every year I look at these derby fixtures and I go, oh, I actually don't like the derbies and I'm dreading this now. So already, yeah, got to wait till October, especially after last year, and just pff, deal with it then. But um, yeah, who's gonna be at fault? Like, the way it goes, normally us, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll deal with it. The fixture Gareth Bale's gonna I, score a hat trick though, isn't he? Yeah, ban wait. I was buzzing, really excited all morning in work, got into work for eight. I'm like, oh, fixtures are out in an hour. And then <laughs> my manager, who's not into football, goes, but don't you play anyone anyway, so why are you excited? I'm like, yeah, but the order they're in, and she couldn't get her head around why we get excited. And I realised, yeah, it's a weird thing to sort of get really built up it's, over. It's effectively getting excited over admin, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. just admin. It's, it's just someone's pressed fixtures on a computer, and they've come up and they put it in a spreadsheet, and that's all it is. But it is nice to know, though, isn't it? It's like, but like Tom, you, you talked about Burnley on the last day of the season. Like, we're already planning the trip for the last game of the season. Yeah. Uh, away from home. And, but that's the excitement, isn't it? The excitement is being able to plan who you're playing and when and when you can go to these games. Exactly. And you've got, like, a Bristol City in August. That'd be quite nice. Bristol, all right, City in parts. You know, as long as you avoid the people who live there. You know, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I like the admin side of it. It's like, I, I arguably, I enjoy the draws for like Wales's kind of qualification campaigns more than the games themselves. <laughs> just the excitement around the admin. I'm all for it. Don't don't take um, the joy out of it for me. It's just a very difficult thing to explain to someone that's got no interest in football. You just go, so true. So why are you enjoying this? Like, uh, um, fuck, good question, that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, quick predictions. Home get, First game of the season against Norwich. Second game of the season against Reading. Third league game against Birmingham. Ben, how many points are you getting from those three? Five. Five. Tom? Six. Six, oi, 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 two wins. I'm going to go nine. We're going to start the season unbeaten, except for Pompey at home in the Carabao Cup. Ben, Marlon back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marlon Pack's going home, I guess, sort of. Never really lived in did he? So, no, spent a lot of time in Bristol. Um, yeah, worked there. Um, a lot of time around his sisters last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we had to pick up the pieces. Um, Tom, um, it's nice to play Portsmouth again, isn't it? Because we played them in the FA Cup all those years ago. I'd like to have been away at Portsmouth. Uh, just a home tie in the Carabao Cup is really hard to get excited about. Yeah, because nobody goes. We normally yeah. don't play well, and yeah, like I saw that the, the cup draw was on. I was like, oh yes, and then was just instantly disappointed again because I forgot how. Terrible the Carabao Cup is for the first three rounds. Instantly, it's oh, the Carabao Cup, wicked. I'll watch that. And then, no matter who we draw, there was no other reaction there was going to be other than, oh, for fuck's sake, was there really? I, th I thought we were going to get Swansea just to kind of because we did, we did, we had that a couple of times, didn't we? Played them in the League Cup for that season. And I was like, we'll get Swansea just to. Was it seeded though? No, it's the north and south now, isn't it? North I can't remember south, if it's yeah. seeded or not. Um, I think I, I don't know if every championship team goes into it. I can never remember, but um, yeah, it's first. It's um, teams in Europe don't come in till round two or three. I think round two. What teams in Europe in the championship? 
No, but teams in championship play. All teams in championship go, and it's just the teams in Europe right. that get a bye right. for the second round. Yeah, the last yeah, time no, we played Pompey in there. Last time we played Pompey in the uh, League Cup, who was the saviour that put us through to the next round? When, when, when was it? it? What year was yeah. it? It was 2017. Did we? Yeah. Oh, was it Joe Rolls? It wasn't. It was Greg Halford. Ah, oh, <laughs> scored a volley. Literally. I forgot. I completely forgot about. Yeah, that. I do remember that. Oh, Greg Halford, what a man, by the way. Um, that's your fixtures preview. Now let's get to the Twitter questions. Which some of these are aged badly. Uh, <laughs> Tom Carter, Sunday. Okay, what do you think about Bale's statement on his ten-year contract and his unveiling? And how much do you think City paid Jar Rule to appear in Aaron Ramsey's announcement video? We'll have to wait and see on that latter one. Uh, Chris B, um, do you like Ipswich, Tom? This made me laugh. Uh, do I like Ipswich? It's one of the strangest places I've ever been, but quite impressive. Do you like Ipswich? I don't mind it. Ben, do you like Ipswich? No, it's a whole <laughs> really so, weird yeah. place. It is a weird no. place. It makes um, Norwich look normal. I've never been, so I don't. I don't really know. Um, oh. Don't. Gonzo McKenzie, friend of the pod. As it's nice weather, can we please have the pod outside, sir? Please. Um, my window's open, if that helps. Um, Lloyd Morgan, when will Gareth Bale score his first free kick to City? 23-24 season. Hey. Uh, the Canton End, thoughts on Gareth's first workout? He didn't sign for us, Canton End. That was very mean. Um, two serious questions, I guess. Um, Daniel Morgan, I was listening to the Peter Crouch podcast and they had an episode where they went through his Stoke contract. Relica- relegation clause on there was 45% reduction in wage. Do you think there's ever been something like that in place with us or should there be in the future? Um, Tom, you'd imagine we'd have relegation clauses in place for most of our players, right? Yeah, you'd assume so. But I think it depends on the calibre of player you're trying to get in as well. I think yeah. I think they'll probably leave it out of certain players just to show a bit of ambition, maybe. But yeah, you'd assume so. Otherwise, mind you, you wouldn't pay anything past this club. I'd assume I'd assume they'd be in the contest. The probably players. promote probably relegation wage rises. No, in our club. <laughs> Doing Gary Medell's contract not have a relegation clause in it. That's why the club was so desperate to get rid of him. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if him, Colker, and that's and Cornelius probably that season all were on um, you know fat contracts that weren't getting because again, as Tom says, to keep that ambition right. Um, and then the, the final question that had some seriousness to it, uh, Callum Bowen, thoughts on new signings? We talked about those league position predictions and when is the new kit out? Ben, when do you think the new kit's going to be released? I've, uh, people keep saying July the 1st. July 1st is the earliest they can unveil it because, purely because the contract with Adidas doesn't end until then, so they can't retail anything, even if they are wearing the training kit already, which is the most unimaginative training kit I think I've ever seen. But they could unveil it, they just couldn't sell it. No, they're not allowed to, they're not allowed to show it. There's a contractual thing and they're not allowed to show the uh, new kit. It's really weird. I don't get it either. But um, yeah, 1st of July. I don't, I used I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. I, someone, there was someone on Twitter who tried to convince us that we couldn't announce Gareth Bale until July the 1st because of his contract with Real Madrid. And I was like, well, how have we announced these no, nine other players? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure there's a contract thing with it. It's really weird, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. That's just what I've sort of read up. Don't know the ins and outs, but claim you do, Ben. Because I, I just spend way too much time on footy headlines, and that's sort of the stuff they say they can't unveil it until the 1st of July. So I'm going off footy headlines. If it's wrong, What's blame unveil? them. Unveil. Unveil. Sorry. Unveil. Hey, words, right? 
Right. The, the, the last question, league position predictions. I think this is probably where a good place to end the podcast and kind of, you know, snap predictions. Obviously, there's still transfers to come. There's still a month of preseason to go through. Tom, where are we finishing this season? You've already said we could finish fourth to bottom. Um, where are we going to finish? I'm going to go back to plucky eight. Plucky eight? Yeah. Okay, Ben? I'll go. I'll be very, very happy with 11th place. I was going to go 12, so I'm going to go 12. So we've got 12th, 11th, plucky 8th. Um, we'll revisit these in a month. We, we've still got a long way to go in the transfer window and a lot of things could change. Tom, what's funny? I just I just, I just, just started thinking that when we lose 4-0 to Swindon, I might change my mind. Sorry. I'm giving you the right to change your mind in a month. We'll revisit these in a month when more transfers have been made. A few players will probably have left and the whole preseason will be done. And we can revisit and talk about it ahead of the Norwich game. We'll be linked to us. The, things will have changed so much like Right, just looking at this sort of um, itinerary we were doing for this pod, the amount of stuff we've had to like not put in in case we'd go on forever and just different things thinking, Christ, that was only a few weeks ago that happened. It's been, it's a, been really... a long preseason already, hasn't it? It's so strange. And we've had Wales on top of that and everything going on there. It's been mental. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently... Uh, Dylan Levitt might be signing for Derby. Oh no, he was going to Derby until Wayne Rooney walked away from the club. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I'm just he's catching up on. He's better than League One. Oh, the one we didn't bring up, and I don't want to sign now because Gareth Bale's not signed, is uh, Tyler Roberts. If he had signed for us, the only reason I wanted that to happen was for Cardiff to do the Wales tweeting emoji with the Welsh flag. But that was a really weird rumour because I saw it on uh, something like Wales Football News Twitter account. I don't know which one it was. And it said it had Fabrizio Romano and Wales Online linked to it. And I couldn't find no, those links anywhere. No. <laughs> it's obviously bollocks. It's obviously bollocks. But like for a minute, I was like, actually, I could take Tyler Roberts. But then I realised he doesn't score any goals and I don't actually know where he plays. I was just here for the meltdown on Twitter when it's that Wales, because the, the club's been quite good at teasing the social media stuff. They seem to have yeah. remembered the password now and they're getting better with it. So fair play to them for that. But yeah, if they'd done the Welsh flag and the signing emoji and that it was Tyler Roberts with Gareth Bale still being linked, it would have been possibly my favourite day on Twitter ever. Well, we've still got a month. There's still going to be links to Aaron Ramsey as much as we don't want to buy into that. So there's still going to be that opportunity to come. Oh, but chance for meltdown then. We'll come back to this. Next week, probably. We'll be back next week. Um, good first episode, I thought, lads. Ben, what was your favourite bit? Uh, I enjoyed the introduction, pretend to be an LAFC fan. Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? Good good yeah. banter, Tom. Thanks. Uh, when we asked if you liked Ipswich. <laughs> yeah, good question. Good question. He's an Ipswich fan as well, the guy that tweeted it. So. <laughs> I don't know how we found our podcast. Maybe we're just expanding into Suffolk. Well, we'll be top, nine, top 19 in uh, the Philippines and... Uh, Top 20 in Ipswich, apparently. Well, and yeah. we were 221st in sport podcasts in Estonia. So, uh, hello, Estonia, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calling... Is it Tallinn, the capital? Yeah, Tallinn. Calling calling. Tallinn, uh, Tallin, the tech capital of Europe. Anyway, boys, it was a pleasure to be back. Um, you know, it's Cardiff City. It's not going to be boring for the next month, is it? So maybe we'll come back next week and talk some more. Ben, Tom, thanks for joining me and goodbye. Cheers. Bye. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the Ninian With views from the Ninian Not shoes from the Ninian The view from the Ninian